MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on vSIN. Okay, so Lombardi line, of course, here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. We're brought to you by BetMGM. We've got the two in the association tonight with the Heat hosting the 76ers, the Sun hosting the Mavs as we open up round two in the NBA postseason. You've got the Stanley Cup playoffs. A good time to tell you, you can go to VEASAN.com and check out Annie McNeil's picks throughout the postseason there on the ice. So plenty to do there. Also, we've got the draft. We've got the guide for the Kentucky Derby coming out over at vcin.com. So plenty to do as we welcome back Michael Lombardi here on the Lombardi line. I teased you, Michael. Tyron Matthew, he's, he's going home. Sources confirmed that New Orleans and the Saints, it had been long discussed uh, or have agreed to a contract with the All-Pro Safety. He grew up in New Orleans and started at LSU. Matthew is going to turn 30 on May 13th. Your thoughts on the signing of the Honey Badger there with the Saints? Well, they, you know, they did a one-year deal, so obviously it's going to be a phony deal so they can fit him in under the cap. But it was the market that he had to take. I mean, once the draft's over... You know, you, you you need to go make a play. Either you go now or you wait till the draft, you wait till the season starts and the injuries start, and then you try to see if you can get your deal. I think we're going to see a lot of jockeying going on now. I think you're going to see, you know, uh, different players. Mike Davis, the running back for Atlanta, signed last year. Their power back, you know, now he got cut because he makes too much money. They need to get their cap in order. They drafted guys. So I think ultimately there's going to be a lot of jockeying around. And the teams that I think that, that are take the – the approach of to try to improve their team now uh, with some of the guys that are going to be out there available. I think they could really do themselves some good here. 
So the Saints, remember, they made that trade with the Eagles. Did, did it pay off? I'll, I'll ask you, Michael. With the 11th pick, they took Olave, the wide receiver, out of Ohio State. With the 19th pick, they took Trevor Penning, an offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa. I certainly don't know anything about the, nor the Northern Iowa tackle. Um, but the draft overall, do you have an opinion on what the Saints accomplished over the weekend? Yeah. You know, I think with the, they gave up their future. I mean, they really did. They, they basically said, we're going to go all in this year. And I think the signing of Mathau is, for all of us that think that they're rebuilding, I, I think the signing of Mathau, the trading of next year's one, all those things that they did, I think they're clearly going all in. You know, they needed to replace... They, they needed to replace Armstead, who's down in Miami. So they get Penning. He's going to play left tackle. You know, they got Ramchek at right tackle. They still have. Okay, we just lost Michael for a second. I was going to ask him as we reconnect with Michael. So if I were just to ask you, yeah, you, what do you think the season win total is set at for the Saints? So this was a team last year that finished 9-8. and eight. What would you consider a season win total for the Saints. It's set at seven and a half. As you take a look, Winston's in the fold. You see it. Let's throw up the NFC South odds there to take a look. As you take a look, the Bucks. no surprise here. They're big time favorites, minus $3. And you take a look at them to come out of that conference, plus 350, Super Bowl on the Bucks, seven and a half to one. Then you get to the Saints because this is a division going through uh, some big time turnover for the three teams you see be behind the Bucks, the Saints now to win their division five to one, 14 to one in conference and 30 to one as far as the Super Bowl. And then we start getting to these teams here with the Falcons 10 to one, 50 to one, 100 to one, the Panthers 12 to one, 50 to one, 100 to one. As we bring back Michael Lombardi, the win total for the Saints, a team that won, what was it? Nine games last year is set at seven and a half. Does that feel like the number you would suspect they should be set at? I think it's a little light. I mean, look, Carolina doesn't have their quarterback situation worked out. You know, Atlanta, I think, is not going to be a very good team. So there's, you know, there's a chance for them to get. They've always beaten Carolina. They've been able to do that. And then Tampa, how good will they continue to be? Obviously, they keep their team intact. But look, I, I think with the, the change of coaches, where are they going to be off? I mean, it comes down to Jameis Winston, right? I mean, how good is everybody had them drafting a quarterback again? And, you know, they signed Winston. They signed Dalton to an extension. You know, they are going to get Michael Thomas back. So now their, their receiving core has increased. They're better. Camaro is still a really good player. They've got Ingram. I mean, this is not a bad football team by no means. Do I think they're a Super Bowl caliber team? No. But do I think they could win nine games? Yeah, I do. I think they can duplicate what they did last year. And if they coach well... And because they're good in both lines. I mean, they're really good. Cam Jordan's a good player. Davenport's got to continue to improve. Peyton Turner's got to take a giant mother may I step forward. But I do think that they've improved their team in this offseason. And now you add a really quality safety in Mathau to go along with to, to go along with May, they put money in, in Marcus May from the Jets. They've got they strengthened their team down the middle. So yeah, I do think I would lean towards the over here. I don't feel comfortable with their backup quarterback situation with Dalton. I don't feel comfortable with their starting quarterback situation. And where is Taysom Hill fitting in all this? Is he the tight end? Is he going to play wide? You know, what's he going to do? Because it doesn't sound like they have any interest in keeping him in that role he was in last year. So you brought up the coach, and I think that plays into the win total here. Dennis Allen in, Sean Payton out by any circle. And you talked about how much you respect Sean Payton. You know, if Sean Payton's coaching this team, is it eight and a half? You know, is there a difference in a game? Is it yeah. eight? Is that there, there could, there, I, there would be a, there would be an adjustment if Payton's back. 
There's no doubt. I think there would be more confidence that the offense was going to go. You know, plus they get Michael Thomas back. I mean, that's a huge get. I mean, Michael mm-hmm. Thomas, and that takes some of the pressure off Olivier. I mean, you know, Marquise Calloway was a good player for them last year, and Traquan Smith has been consistently, you know, hasn't been as consistent as you like. But still, look, the key to the Saints have been their offensive line. They have protected well, and Penning comes in there at left tackle, gives them a – if he can play the left tackle – and do a good job in there. They've got a hell of a chance. So that's the Saints. Matthew signs with the Saints. He goes home. Uh, still a very effective player at safety. Just turning 30 coming up on the 13th. So that's that. So a question for you. Don't minimize Don't Please. minimize him leaving Kansas City. And how that's going to affect Kansas Because remember last year when we watched Kansas City. How bad they looked defensively in the beginning of the year. And they'll always look bad in the beginning of the year, Kansas City defensively, because the system that they run on, on defense is so complex that Steve Spagnola, if he doesn't have the right guy playing safety, Thornhill's going to be the free safety. If he can't get everybody lined up like Mathal did, Mathal will get everybody lined up. Dennis Allen will be more elaborate with his scheme now with Mathal back there because Mathal will make all the checks. It's the quarterback of the defense. That's where you're concerned a little bit with Kansas City. Can Thornhill get them to be in the right defense? Because last year, early in the year, we watched their defense. Remember, up until the second half of the Tennessee game, they couldn't stop anybody. And then they got better. Then their offense fell apart. That's where I'm going to be interested to see the Mathau loss, especially when he came back, it made their defense better. I got the impression when I was watching the Chiefs as well that Tyron Mathau, was, he was the quarterback of the defense. So you have to, no you're going to lose something there as far as it always looked like he was kind of calling out assignments. Yeah, we, we lose. We don't talk enough about that, specifically from a defensive standpoint. Who's calling the defense? Who's getting everybody lined up? Who's making the adjustments? We don't run a scheme. The National Football League just doesn't play over cover three and just play over cover three. There's checks. There's adjustments. The shift to motion. There's double calls. There's all sorts of things that is going on before the snap of the ball that has to get communicated. And when you see a guy running down the field free, the communication was lax. And it's usually that starts at the middle of the field with the free safety. The guy who's checking everything, who's making the calls, who's giving the hand signals, who's doing all the things you have to. And, and it's an important position, especially when you're a team like Kansas City with Spagnola, who loves to run unorthodox, unsound blitzes that get home, but they leave huge voids in the defense that if they're not executed properly, they result in touchdowns for the opponent. The Saints, by the way, conference in the NFC, they were 30-1 to prior to the draft. Now sitting here May 1st, May 2nd, they dropped from 30-1 to to 15-1. to So their chances wow. and their numbers, well, yeah. I mean, that's a look at the, look at the lines, 150-1 to down to 50-1 to in the NFC as far as the conference odds. That is a huge move. I can't and really then, justify that. And then that. Seattle jumped up. They didn't like Seattle. The book didn't like Seattle's draft. Yep. From 50 to 100 to 1. So that, they didn't like the car. I mean, the Cardinals got Marquise Brown and they went up. I mean, gosh, almighty, how could they do that to them? You, you mentioned it, but as we'll stick in the division, you mentioned that the Falcons just released Mike Davis. Mike Davis was a pretty productive player for them. Uh, one season, carried a big load last year. Uh, the, the Saints seem like a team, excuse me, the Falcons seem like a team right now that uh, couldn't be more in rebuild mode. Well, they won seven games with Matt Ryan. They finished 26th overall in points scored. They finished 29th in points allowed. I mean, they were not very good. They couldn't protect the passer. They gave up way too many sacks. 
you know, and they and they struggled to run the football, not because Davis couldn't run, because they can't run. They were 31st in the league in rushing yards with all these first-round picks in their offensive line, and yet they continue to ignore rebuilding the team. This is where, I, to me, I don't care what the Drake London does. To me, the, the, I'm arguing with the, the Falcons on their team building. They can't stop the run. Teams, they're 27th in the league in yards allowed rushing, 26th in, in, in touchdowns allowed on the ground. I mean, the worst thing you can do when you give up touchdowns on the ground, it's a killer. I, when you disconnected for a second, think about the Bucs. That's a good, that's a nice little landing spot for a new head coach to land as far as the division's concerned, right? Because yeah, you no have doubt. to think the three below them are all rebuilding at this point. Right, but I, I think to me that the thing, if you're Matt Rule, if you can get certain play out of your quarterback, say they trade for Baker or say they do, you know, you, you're good enough on defense. Maybe you can steal seven, eight wins this year. Ooh, bullish about the Panthers, huh? Is that what we Well, I'm always going to be. I'm going to error because my son's our mayor on the side of the car. But I think to me, this is not like there's a dominant team down there. Every team has quarterbacks concerns except one. Did we take a shot at what the Panthers win total was set at? Because I can give it to you right now. And you want to seven? I'm guessing six. six and a half or seven. Six, six, one, ten, six, one, ten. So I'm going over, just based on yeah. what you just said right there. As uh, the Panthers look to bounce back this year, there it is. A little NFC South breakdown with Tyron Matthew headed to the Saints. He's returning home. When we come back, let's find out. Now that the dust is settled on the draft, what Michael Lombardi's hearing, and I just saw the GM there in Cleveland said he'd be fine if Baker stays on the team. Would he be? Oh, he's lying. <laughs> he's lying. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to to start listening. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Lombardi Line VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. We're presented by BetMGM. Hope you had a nice weekend as we welcome you back. I'm Patrick Maher live. You can see it's busy behind me here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. So we teased it. Let's get to it. It 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 seems like there's lukewarm interest, maybe from the Seahawks and Baker, but he doesn't fit the scheme, and then. Are the Panthers out of the running for Baker? Like, where's the Baker market right now? The Baker market is simply this. Cleveland, you've got to pay the salary. You've got to pay the salary. We know, everybody knows, we all know, you know, that you're not going to carry him on the team. No matter what you say at a press conference, no matter what you describe, nobody's paying him $18 million, the contract that you gave him. So you're going to have to be on the hook. Seattle's not going to take on that contract. So, and neither is Cleveland. I I would think Carolina's interested, but nobody wants to assume the debt of 18 million. First of all, Seattle doesn't even have 18 million to take it on. So, like, unless the contract gets redone, you can't take them. Okay, that's easy to do, right? No, it's not. He's got 18 million guaranteed. So that means that the kid's not going to redo any contract unless he gets his W4 next year or W2 is going to read 18 million. He's not redoing his contract until it reads 18 million. So he's not going to sit there and give away 18 to play for the, the, the Carolina Panthers at three. Who's making up the 15? It, it's not a complicated issue. It's complicated because Cleveland's trying to pretend they have, oh, we're going to keep them on the team if we don't. Okay, then if you're going to do that, if that's your plan, if that's what you want to do, that's great. Okay, then why did you invest in a backup quarterback? You know, why, why did you bring in backup quarter? Why did you bring uh, Jacoby Brissett on the team? You think you told Jacoby Brissett he's going to be the third-round pick? He's going to be the third quarterback? What did you tell Joshua Dobbs when you signed him? That he's going to, be the, that he's going to get cut because he's going to be the fourth? Like, of course you did. Never been in the league. They're looking at their board. They're saying, you're going to cut the guy. You're on the hook for the 18. 
Nobody's going to walk down the street and say, please, we want to pay you $18 million. Please, please, please. If they would have done it, it would have happened by now. So walk me through it's, the scenario. It, it's not complicated. Walk me through the scenario if Baker does remain with the Browns. There, there, there can't be a scenario he remains with the Browns. He's not going to report. He, he's going to be, it's going to be the Deshaun Watson thing. You're going to pay him $18 million to just stand around? Right. He, he's going to get in the way. It's like Jimmy Garoppolo can't go back to San Francisco. Because if you want to be fair to Trey Lance and you want to give him every opportunity to be the starter, you've got to get Jimmy out of there because the team has won with Jimmy. In spite of what everybody thinks about Jimmy, the team likes Jimmy. And so Jimmy's going to go – if he thinks he has a chance to compete, he's going to compete like he did last year. Remember last year, he wasn't even going to be on the team. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and everybody thought that Lance was having this great camp and that nobody knew who was going to be the starter. We all knew who was going to be the starter. That's when Jimmy G was trolling everybody. Yeah. He's like, he's, remember he was asked about the start. He just smiled when everybody else was denying it. So we knew. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. Everybody knew he was going to be. He knew it. I mean, because he, he went to practice. These people that were saying Lance is going to be the start, they never went to practice. You know, it's like such misinformation. So I, I think to me, it, it, clearly, I mean, Andrew Berry can say whatever he wants. I mean, I, I don't even know if Seattle wants him. It's being reported. But I know it's this. Lukewarm. John Snyder's lukewarm. not taking him for John Snyder's not taking over eighteen million dollars. He'd be stupid to do it. They already got their guy. It does appear that they're all in <laughs> up in Seattle. It does appear. Yeah, they it, are. I mean, it, you know, and maybe they, you know, and look, that maybe they will look. You're all in on a guy until you can make the right deal. Maybe they want Baker for the right deal, but that deal's not. The more you. You say you want them, the more the well, you got to pay them. Well, no, we're not going. We're not going to pay them. I mean, look, you know, one thing about the 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 Seattle's draft this year, they try to fix their offensive tackle positions, right? They try to come in there and they they, they get cross to play right tackle, left tackle. They draft this Lucas kid in the third round. You know, they've gotten off the Brendan Schnell experiment at right tackle that didn't work. So they've tried to sign Austin Blythe to be in their offensive line. They draft Walker, the running back, to go along with Rashard Penny and Chris Carter. they got three good running backs there, you know. And so they've got skill at the receiver position. You know, they still have the kid they drafted in the, in the second round, Estridge, last year that hasn't played. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure if they're probably saying, look, we're going to run the ball. We're not going to turn the ball over. Why would we invest in this guy? Yep, fair enough. Do you – the quarterback's – drafted so it's being reported Mike Tomlin said number 20 overall of course that's Kenny Pickett certainly has a chance to start week one do you think that's going to be a completely open camp as far as the starter there with the Steelers I do I I think to me that Mike I don't think they told Trubisky it's your job I think they told Trubisky it's your job you're gonna have to earn it it's a different conversation right I don't think they told Trubisky we're giving you this job it's all you you just handle it no big deal I think they want competition I think Trubisky needs competition, so they're going to see how fast Pickett goes along. I mean, look, Mac Jones was able to to beat out Cam Newton because they felt like in the long run it would be the better move to make, so they did it. We shall see. You know, I, I don't know, but I know Pickett's smart. He's really smart. He understands schemes. He's got a lot of vet, he's got a lot of experience under his belt. He played in a lot of games, and how he adapts to Matt Canada's offense. 
they're going to be a run-based football team. You know, Nigel Harris is going to get the ball in the running game, in the passing game. It's going to be a very complementary offense to their defense. They're going to want to win the game with their defense. They're going to want to turn the ball over, be opportunistic, avoid losing. It's not going to be. They're not going to throw it seventeen thousand times out of shotgun. Those days are over. They left when Big Ben retired. They're going to go back to trying to run some kind of ball control, play to the strength, which is their defense, and turn the ball over and rushing the passer. The fact that he won eight games doing that last year with Ben not being able to make a play offensively is remarkable. I think what we'll see, even if Trubisky's a quarterback, Pittsburgh will look faster on offense because they have a quarterback that can at least throw the ball to all parts of the field. You look slow as an offense when your quarterback can't throw the ball. Who do the Steelers want starting week one? Who do the Steelers want where? Who, who do they want if they had their druthers, if they could just – everything's perfect, who would they want to start week one, the Steelers? Oh, I think they would want to start – I mean, I think you'd want Pickett to be the guy, to okay. get, get the team going, but, you know, feel like you've got your draft picks around, and so why not, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, get it, him why, why not get him and, started? Totally agree. It's not I, yeah, exactly. Drafting him lets you know they don't feel as though Trubisky's the future. I totally agree with that. Uh, how about the same question for the Titans? Maybe it seems like an absurd question because Tannehill has played well. Uh, but Willis is there. What, what's the scenario there with the Titans? I think there's zero chance, less than zero chance, that Malik Willis even can compete for the job. Will he go in the preseason and run around and make a couple of plays? No doubt. Will he be able to go in there, protect the football, and handle it? And I think that's going to be really challenging. He's a year away from them evaluating him. He's a year away from them evaluating This is why he went in the third. And, you know, Trey Lance was a year away. And yet he went third pick overall because he has such unique talent. He's big, he's fat, you know, all those things. Willis isn't. You know, Willis has got a great arm, but he also doesn't have, a, he doesn't have the, the size. So I think this is a redshirt year completely for the quarterback. This, is, this gives them a chance to make the decision on Tannehill's contract next year, what they want to do. It gives them an opportunity. And if they hit, great. I don't think anybody's sitting in Tennessee saying, well, we got our quarterback of the future. I think they're like all of us. They don't know. They really don't know if Willis is going to be able to do it. Willis was priced as the favorite to be off the board first at quarterback. He wasn't. That was, of course, Kenny Pickett. The second quarterback off the board was Desmond Ritter there with the Falcons. Mariota and Ritter, your thoughts? Well, I, I think, look, I think Ritter will be smart enough to do it. I think Ritter's going to have to play next year because I don't think Mariota, based on past performance, which predicts future achievement, he's going to stay healthy. I mean, anybody who thinks he's going to stay healthy is – never been written that way. He has a hard time staying healthy, and I think that's going to be the challenge. So they've got to get Ritter up to speed. They've got to kind of force him or else they're onto the Felipe Franks, and I don't think they want to do that. I think they want to keep Franks as the third quarterback, maybe run some RPO games with him to come in on third down. I think that's what they want to do, and then hopefully Mariota can stay healthy, but that's been a challenge for him recently. And finally, we discussed the Panthers earlier. Matt Corral is in. So is Sam Darnold. What are your thoughts? Well, I think that if they could get Mayfield, you know, or Garoppolo, but Garoppolo's shoulder is the issue, right? Yeah. Garoppolo's shoulder is the issue. So, you know, and that's not going to really transpose itself until July. And he's got $24 million, but none of it's guaranteed. So you don't know where that's going. But I would think if they could add another quarterback to compete with Darnold, look, there's nothing wrong with competition. Do I think Carroll could compete with him? Corral could compete with him? We'll see. I, I think Corral's got to spend a year getting his body ready to go. Bailey Zappi with the Patriots. Brock Purdy was taken. I believe, believe Mr. Irrelevant there at the last yeah, pick it was. with the 49ers. 
about that. And, you know, Zappy's yeah, interesting because I mean, they used, they, they used some uh, collateral. I mean, that was value. They used a fourth rounder on Zappy. Well, that, that, that means they're going to move on from Jarrett Stidham. That means that, he, that they're going to have to make it. I mean, Jarrett Stidham's agent's calling the Patriots today saying, let me go. Any, you know, this is the, the convert. The, what's happened today in the league is a lot of agents calling, let my guy go. He can't get a shot there. Right. right. And Trubisky just basically picked the landing spot where he felt as though he could win the starting he has, position. He, he's been given a chance to compete. He knew he didn't earn a chance to start. He's been given a chance to compete. Yeah. I think that's fair enough. Okay, quarterbacks, 2022 draft. Good job there with Michael Lombardi. When we come back, Josh is going to join us. We've got plenty to do. We've got to come here at Lombardi Line. Presented by BetMGM, this is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, the Kentucky Derby is Saturday and right now VSEN is offering you a special $9.99 Kentucky Derby betting guys. Great deal with previews of all the horses and jockeys for every race plus best bets for the entire weekend including the run for the roses. Pre-order your copy right now for $9.99. So under $10 at vcin.com slash derbyguide. That's vcin.com slash derbyguide. Post-draw coming up in about 30 minutes for the running of the Kentucky Derby, which plays into the betting, of course, where the horses are lined up. As we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line, he's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. We now welcome in our buddy Josh Applebaum. Market Insights is the pod betting across America here on vcin. And we say, hi, Josh. How are we feeling? How was your birthday? How are it was great, Patrick Michael. Great to be with you. The only thing that ruined my birthday was Scott Foster and Jalen Brown and the Celtics going ice cold and losing game one. But I can't complain, guys. I'm I'm 35 years old now. Can you believe it? We uh, we had a great day yesterday. We went up to the beach on the North Shore, got a lobster roll, our first one of the year. We took Meadow, our pup, to the beach for the first time. Guys, she is now a beach dog forever. So I'm feeling good. How are you guys doing today? Do, doing well. She's a happy beach birthday. Yeah, yeah happy birthday, awesome. buddy. A thank beach. you. Thank you. You got a beach bum. Well, labs do like the beach, man. Labs love the water. Once you get them out there, then you spoil them. Um, the yeah, happy happy 35th, Josh. Your your thank Celtics, you. your Celtics, as we kind of they're reeling after that shooting performance. They took 53s, 50. <laughs> Way too lopsided, Patrick. Yeah, and going into it, remember, the Celtics were about a minus 200 favorite in that series. And really one thing that kind of got me a little nervous, I joke about the Scott Foster angle, but it was the fact that the Celtics were a bit of a popular play, and yet you saw a lot of those books five down to four and a half. So the new series price, guys, Celtics are about plus 105. So if you want to buy low, think they can come back. Not a bad number there. Uh, going into it, you had, uh, I think the uh, I think the Bucks were like plus 125, something like that. Now they're about a minus 125 favorite. So uh, looking toward the next game uh, tomorrow, you did have this line open minus four Celtics. Pu public is saying, I'm not going to lay the points again with Boston, but it's actually crept up a little bit minus four to minus four and a half at some shops. So you have the stones here. Celtics could be in a buy low spot. Uh, but again, this, is, this isn't the Brooklyn Nets, guys. Milwaukee plays defense. They play team basketball. I think it's going to be a deep series. Celtics are in for a fight this one. Agreed. Aren't the numbers essentially, even after both home teams lost yesterday, the numbers are essentially exactly the same from game one to game two, no? On both series. They really are. Yeah, Celtics minus four and a half, minus four. And then you look at uh, Warriors-Grizzlies, you know, Warriors eking out that that short win, which is notable there. The Grizzlies were super contrarian. You saw that line juiced up a little bit. Warriors-Grizzlies uh, cover that number. But you're totally right, Patrick. Warriors minus two, stay minus two. And they're getting, it's early. Again, we'll let the public come in tomorrow. You're seeing some heavy betting on the Warriors. I look at maybe the Grizzlies uh, to cover this number once again. Very similar bet split. 
to your point, Patrick, as game one. Okay, who's getting bet tonight? Miami hosting the 76ers without Embiid. I got seven and a half. Thomas Gable said he went all the way up to eight and a half, now back down to seven and a half. Where are the percentages here, Josh? Yeah, I think TG's spot on here. You know, number one, series price, Philly, a plus 260 dog. You have Miami, minus 350. The big, you know, injury here, obviously, is Embiid going to miss maybe the whole series. There are rumors he could come back later in the series, but obviously, first couple of games, no Embiid, tough break for Philly here. I think it's all about line movement, guys. Like, you actually saw this line open, Miami Heat, only minus four, minus four and a half. The line got all the way up to, as TG mentioned, this is the importance of, you know, not just looking at what is the current number, where did it open, where is it now? If you want to bet on sports and really be dialed into line movement, you need to see the full line history. So to TG's point, this thing got all the way up to eight and a half at some shops. Even saw one shop touch a nine. You had a lot of buyback there, bringing it down to seven and a half. A couple of shops are juiced a little bit toward the 76ers here. They're only getting 45% of bets, but 48% of money. Guys, I, I don't really love this play, but I'm going to buy low on the 76ers in this spot. You're buying low on an, uh, kind of a buy on bad news, sell on good news. And again, if you're laying the heat now at minus seven and a half, you're getting the worst of it when you could have gotten a four and a half. And the Heat, by the way, have their own injury issues. You know, Butler's questionable, Morris, Martin, Struess, Hero, Tucker. A lot of those guys may play, but to me, it's really kind of a hazmat 76ers plus seven and a half inflated line spot or nothing in this game. Well, the line moved, though, Josh. The line, In fairness, the line moved because of Embiid. It was four, four and a half, and then once the Embiid news broke, it just shot up to eight. So, you know, I mean, that that to me is why the line was moving. Now I think what we're seeing is movement in the other direction. It seems to be those injuries you cited have, have indicated that some people, maybe they feel like it could should be coming back the other way. And, and, and certainly bet Philadelphia, it's too many points. Will Hill thinks that, you know, they think it's going to be too many points. But I just think the initial line movement was all based on Embiid. That thing shot up. And if you got it, if you got Miami at four, four and a half, it's because you liked him on that number. And then you got the benefit of Embiid being hurt, which, you know, it's funny, Patrick, Josh, in football, when this, when this happened in football, it never really worked out. Yeah. You know, you got a, a really <laughs> cheap number. And next thing you know, guy wasn't playing and it ended up work, not really working out in the favor. The late game tonight. What do you got here, Josh? I think mostly five and a halfs with Phoenix laying it. Yeah, kind of a line freeze in this spot, guys. Maybe a little liability on the Mavericks. That were, that's where I'm going to look for tonight's game. On the series price, Phoenix minus 300. So pretty big favorite to advance here. Dallas and Doncic plus 240. But to your point, Patrick, you know, this is your more lopsided or your most lopsided play of the night of the two games. You have about 62% of bets here on the Suns laying the points. What was notable to me is some of these shops open laying six got down to five and a half. So when we look at, you know, line movement and compared to the percentages, if the Suns are getting, you know, around two thirds of bets, why aren't they up to minus six and a half minus seven? The fact that you're staying six or really most of these books are down to five and a half tells me you're taking in some money here on Dallas. Uh, you do have three road refs in this game. So it's a, you know, small cherry on top. But if you look at uh, Kennedy, Zarba and Tivin, all around 52 to 56% to the road team. Dallas has been really good as a dog this year. They've uh, 17 and 14 ATS, 12 and nine ATS on the road. Dallas 27 and 17 ATS on the road as well. So to me, guys, the fact that you're getting a lot of bets on the Suns, but we saw this line dip a little bit. I'm looking at the Mavericks here, but I'll wait it out. I think this is a 10 o'clock game. If you're going to bet Dallas here. Be wary of some late Suns money. If you're looking at the Mavs, try and hold out and get a six. There it is. Okay, Josh, the Stanley Cup playoffs get going tonight. It's awesome. Just two-month grind. <laughs> it's attrition when it comes to hockey. You do have a system when it comes to playoff betting in the NHL and a couple of matches for tonight. What do you got for us? Yeah, a bunch of matches, Patrick. I know you're jazzed, although we got to be wary of betting the Oilers. Last time we hung out in Vegas, yes, they feel like they let us down every game. But uh, really what's interesting to me, guys, is this is kind of a, a Jekyll and Hyde or a complete flip of 
my approach regular season to postseason. If you look in the regular season, I bet a ton of chalk, and chalk really had a fantastic year. Favorites in the NHL were 849 and 462, 65%. You're up 28 units just betting every single favorite. So $100 guy or girl would be up almost $3,000 just taking favorites all year. But it changes in the playoffs. You start to see these dogs really start to bark. You know, you don't have your Buffalo Sabres and these you know, bottom feeder teams. Your dogs are good teams that had, you know, had to play well to make the playoffs. So you look at dogs in the postseason over the last five years, they're 224 and 250, only a 47.3 win percentage. But because of the plus money, you're up 45 units. So you've done very well hitting these dogs. Look at these road dogs in the conference quarterfinals. They've also done well, 48%, 22 units up. And in game one in particular, over the last five years, uh, road conference dogs in the quarterfinals uh, are 14 and 14, 50%. You're up uh, ROI of around 20%. So the system matches today, guys, pretty much every road team today. The Bruins have had some action. They're around plus 105. They're down to even money against Carolina. You also look at Tampa Bay. To me, Tampa Bay is one of my favorite plays tonight. You have a lot of love for Toronto. Typically, I don't really care too much at all, really. Look at percentages in the NHL. There's not enough public to bet against. But you kind of pay attention to percentages now because, like other sports, you get to the postseason, you actually have some public, you know, join in on the fun here. So the Leafs are a very popular play tonight. We're showing minus 130 Toronto. A lot of these books are down to minus 125, minus 120. So some movement there on the Lightning. Uh, and then the big one, guys, would be the L.A. Kings. They're really getting no support at all tonight. They're at McDavid and Dreisaitl in Edmonton. They went from around plus 180 down to around plus 170. I'm going to take a shot on all four dogs tonight. I got system matches, guys. If we can go two and two, we can make some uh, some uh, positive money here based on these plus money payouts. Dogs. That's what I like to see. Dogs, baby. <laughs> four, four tonight. I wonder, you know, the abs are your favorite to win the Stanley Cup at plus 330. You've got Florida at around plus 550. Then you start to see Calgary and you start to see Toronto. But how about this? I think scoring was as high as it's been in 23, 24 years at over 6.3 a game. You start to see those the scoring come down a little bit in the postseason, right, Josh? Yeah, great point by you, Patrick. You take less chances. You're more conservative. Obviously, you know, these are your better defensive teams in general that make the playoffs. And uh, again, you're really not going to want to, you're really going to do a stretch pass and maybe force a turnover. No, you're going to play a little more at home. Also, game ones in any kind of playoff, whether it's the NHL, NBA, there's MLB, there's a feeling out type process early. So look at a lot of these totals. We had a lot of six and a halfs. Looking at a lot of, you know, there's two six and a halfs tonight, Tampa Bay, Toronto, St. Louis, Minnesota, but really juiced up under. It's almost like March Madness where you either saw like under money uh, toward the total or or really no moves at all. All these ones juiced up under. I look out and lean on some unders here, but again, favorites did well in the regular season, but historically now's the time to maybe get on some dogs in the playoffs. All right, put a, put away the Celtics PJs and break out the Bruin PJs for, for tonight, Josh. Uh, good luck to your Bruins in Carolina tonight. Thank you, Josh. Market Insights pod, vsin.com slash podcast. And of course, betting across America. Great information, Josh. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Patrick. Happy 35th. Thanks, guys. You don't look a day over 34. When we come back, we'll get Michael's plays tonight on the two in the association. Of course, 76ers at the heat and the Mavs at the suns. As we continue, if you missed anything, remember, we keep on telling you, we've got a ton of information right now at VEASAN.com. You can follow us on Twitter at VEASAN live and Michael Lombardi on Twitter, M Lombardi NFL. And if you want a book recommendation from me and the big guy, it's called a gentleman in Moscow written by a more Yes, that is all oh, the ending Oh, the ending. We continue. It is the Lombardi line.
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening, MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Unleash the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can use and earn BetMGM reward points that you can redeem for online bonuses 
and like, re, you know, free bets are the tokens, or you can convert them into comps at MGM Resorts nationwide. So again, it's like a credit card loyalty program. Check them out. Bet MGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program. Go to betmgm.com, download the app. 21 years or older, if you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, we'll get the picks on the two games in the NBA playoffs coming up in just a little bit with the Heat hosting the 76ers and the Suns hosting the Mavs as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey and Patrick Maher here in Vegas. What, did you did you realize that Carson Strong's draft position was set at 122 and a half? So 122 yeah. and a half, and he goes completely undrafted, signs as a free agent with the Eagles. That it's it's he weird. He got 300,000 guaranteed. Did he? Okay. People say, well, why would they do that? You know, why would they give him that much guarantee? Well, because there's offsets in every contract. And so if he's on the practice squad, he's basically that. Say he's on the practice squad for the year, you know, that's going to cover half of the cost. And then, you know, if he's on it next year, that covers half of the cost again next year. So, you know, the guarantees always come off at some point. Even if he goes to another team's practice squad, the Eagles get the money back. You know, kind of the antithesis of Hertz because strong is Carson strong is a big stable thrower of the football. Whereas Hertz is more legs first, right? Right. And you know, and I was told, I, I said this yesterday on the show. Like, I, I mean, I was told there's so much misinformation that, that we're all a part of, and we, there's really no guarantees in anything. I was told, Hey, if the, if the Steelers don't get, uh, if the Steelers don't draft a quarterback in the first round, they're going to take Carson strong in the second. They, they draft the kid from South Carolina, from uh, South Dakota State, in the seventh, the quarterback, and Strong still on the board. So, to me, it's it's you, nobody knows the inner workings of a draft room. Really, they don't. You know, and and I think that anybody pretends that they do. Every guy that I can go through some of the the, the text I've gotten after the draft that you evaluate, like none of it's accurate. None of it's like they love. You know, Mike Tomlin loves Malik Willis. Really, he does. When did he fall out of love? I mean, the night, you know, <laughs> he felt he, well, he quickly fell in love with Kenny Pickett. That That's what we do know. Exactly. You know, what about, I mean, you know, he might like the guy, but drafting and liking are two different things. What about Sam Howell? That's why the, when people say you drafted a guy too early, it's the value wasn't there. How do you know another team wasn't going to pick him? Like the value who sets the value, like these mock, like these draft grades that everybody's coming up with. Right. Uh, who they're all predicated on the, the person who evaluated the team. He's grading himself. That's what he's doing. He's grading himself. So if you did what he recommended you do, then you're going to get a good grade. If you don't listen to him, you're going to get a bad grade. This it's self-indulgent. It's one of the most, it's, it's the, one of the greatest cons of all time. We've given out draft grades. No, you've given, you've graded yourself. Mel should, Mel think, you know, whoever drafted Willis was going to get an A. Because Mel, I mean, how how many more hours was Willis's name going to be underneath the ESPN banner saying the best available Malik Willis, the best available Malik? I mean, I mean, they were going to run out of they were going to run out of lighting for it. Like it took eighty picks before the lights went out. <laughs> By the way, the Chiefs just signed undrafted wide receiver Justin Justin Ross. If he could have came out after his freshman year, the Clemson wide receiver oh, yeah. was amazing. Since then, Michael, he's had injuries, and I think he's got a spinal situation, which is not good. He does. You, you hate people to see have that. encouraged him. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's certainly he's going to have to get, you know, he's he was probably off a lot of boards, you know, because right. of the medical. That's like J J Dean was off a lot of boards because of the torn pec. 
So it is. But let's shout out to Matty Humans here, Patrick, for a moment. Did he finish second in the mock draft derby? I, I mean, I don't know how they grade that, you know, but give him credit. I mean, Matty Humans all over it. Matty Humans is good at college hoops, at college football. So, you know, he and, – and one thing I've learned about Matt, he, he has his opinions based on what he sees, not based on what he hears. So what is the, what is the competition? Do you know what it is? I, I don't I know don't, what it is. I, I saw it on Twitter. I congratulated him for it. It was for be- having the most guys that you thought were going to go in the first round. You get so many oh, okay. points. You don't, have to you. Necessarily, you. you don't have to necessarily hit with the team because it's so hard. But if it, obviously if you hit with the team and you hit the, the player, that's probably worth more points than if the guy just went in the first round. Shout to Matt Humans, not just fast food. My man Sharp is all get out. You can hear I mean, him every he day. He owes with JBT. himself two trips. He owes himself true trips to his favorite fast food. Just go straight one place to the other. You know, when I was out in Vegas, I was trying to figure out which ones he was hitting on the way into the South Point. <laughs> I think good, good money, all of them at some point. You know? uh, that, that, the correct answer is all of the above. Humans uh, is prolific. Although he has a favorite. He does, he does have certain favorites. I respect him for it. I, I do too. And congratulations to Matty Humans on the competition as well. The, what did you think of the commanders taking Sam Howell? I thought it was a smart play. I mean, why not? Right. You know, why not take him? I mean, there he is. We, we, you know, he's got, you work with them. I mean, you, you, what do you have to lose in the fifth round? You get a chance to get a guy that at one time looked like he could be a really good prospect. You're going to redshirt him anyway. Heineke's going to be the backup, might be the starter if Wentz decides to continue to throw the ball from the left side of his, of his, of his body as opposed to where he throws it normally to the right. So, you know, I, I think that could be the case. It's a perfect situation for him. You know, get himself, get his, he's, you know, it's kind of, I would suspect Sam Howell grew up a Washington fan. Most of everybody in North Carolina at one point or another was a, was a Washington fan back in the day. So it's, it's a great, great get for him. I, I, I was surprised. I, I thought maybe he would go somewhere in the third round, but this draft, the value of the quarterbacks, nobody saw the quarterbacks like the media saw the quarterbacks. I think that's a fair assessment. Don't you agree? No NFL team saw the quarterbacks like the media saw the quarterbacks. Well, the quarterbacks are sexy. The media has the chalk last, so they're not wrong, you know? Yeah. And, and the quarterbacks are sexy. It's, it's, they get more reads. You get more clicks when you're talking quarterbacks in any other position in any sport. So, you know, it's almost like I said on the pod, I said on the pod today, Patrick, I mean, there's somebody that had five quarterbacks going in the first round that that works at one of the major network, the five, where was this coming from? What I've learned from the draft is just trust your natural instincts when it comes to the draft. Like, just trust it. Like, the, the, you know, and give crop props to, to, to Jim Nagy down at the Senior Bowl. Again, the Senior Bowl proves to be the most fertile area to understand the draft. Because why? It is the level of competition. Look no further than the Senior Bowl to really understand the draft. Watch the Senior Bowl. Watch the level of comp. Watch who's playing well in the game. Watch who did well. Watch who understands it and who, who steps up the level of comp. And Jim Nagy had a lot of guys drafted, and it's a tribute to his selection process. That mock drafter that had five quarterbacks in the first round, I'm guessing they did not finish ahead of Matt Humans in the contest. No, you know, and, 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 and he was on, he's on a thousand radio shows. He's an expert, you know? So I, I don't know. Watches more tape than anybody, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how anybody could think. I, I never thought that I look Pickett made sense. Cause he has number. He produced. I don't think Pickett's a starter. I don't agree with it. I respect Kevin Colbert tremendously. I see where he's coming from. It's a difference of an opinion. We'll see how that works out. 
I don't think it was, to me, he took the best of the ones that were available. To take Willis, to me, it was almost a kiss of, I don't want to say kiss of death, but there was a lot of risk in that. As we've said many times on the show, bad delivery, you know, not very tall, didn't throw touchdown passes, transfer. I mean, there were too many circumstances that just don't align perfectly. Mock draft database contest, and Matt Eumanns finished third is the official. That's tremendous. Awesome news. Okay, let's get to the late game first. Um, Dallas at the Suns. By the way, the Suns have been overvalued by the market at home all year. They finished just 19 and 22 ATS at home, the Suns, whereas the Mavs are one of the better road teams this year, 25 and 17 ATS on the road. The Suns are laying five and a half. You might be able to get a six. What do you got? I see six here at the South Point. I'll take the six and the points. You know, I, I think the Mavs are, you know, the Mavs are 27 and 17 against the spread away from home. So, you know, I, I like that. I think that they'll play really good defense. I mean, you know, Patrick, for all the all the conversations, I mean, the Mavs won 56 games in the regular season. I mean, they, they played well. I mean, they've won, obviously, four more. They won 52 games in the regular season. This is a good team. I know the head-to-head doesn't work, but, again, you've got to look past that. I'm going to go with, I'll take the points in Dallas I'll take the points as well. I agree with you. Uh, The early one, you've heard of them. The 76ers are at the Heat, seven and a half right now with the Heat laying it. You know, to me, this is one of those where, you know, it's, I would in-game bet this because I want to see what Philly's going to do, what their energy level is. Philly's a team you can really read in terms of their body language early in the game. I would in-bet, I would out, before the bet, I would take Miami, lay the points. In-game, I would wait and see. There it I is. Play the under though, Patrick, I, for sure. I like both it, unders in tonight. this game. Yeah, uh, two yeah, or eight I and a half. I like I, I I like both unders tonight. I would agree with you there. Okay, well you'll be you'll be watching. It'll be interesting. It'll be I will. It'll I be will interesting be. without Embiid to see how hard and if he steps enjoy up. Your, enjoy your two days off. Thank you. I'm going to start. I'm going to start uh, the Lincoln Highway tonight. So and, there we go. And you you got to finish writing your book too. That's right. You got, Tell you, me about you it. You got some players Thanks, to write Patrick. up. Okay, enjoy it, Michael. I'll see you Thursday. Thank you. Odds on is coming up next. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.